Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of DTV, the Digital Transformation Channel. My name is Layla Medeiros, I'm the CMO of InfoStretch, and I'm pleased to welcome today Lisa Morgan, who is uh, an esteemed journalist, industry analyst, who has a wealth of experience when it comes to digital transformation, which is great because that's what we like to talk about here on DTV. Um, Lisa has contributed to a number of Tier 1 publications that I actually used to pitch to when I was in the world of PR, um, Information Week and the Washington Post to name a couple. So uh, I'd like to welcome Lisa. Lisa, great to have you on the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, um, Lisa, you, you've got a unique view as an analyst when it comes to um, uh, various different types of technology, um, emerging technology in particular. You've helped drive the content for events such as Interop's uh, emerging technology sector. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you think are some of the new upcoming uh, trends that are, that are about to hit? Um, and that are looming on the horizon? There's several of them that are in the works and they're at various stages of being baked. I mean, for example, let's just take digital transformation, which is really, you know, the topic of your show. And when you think about it, we tend to talk about it as if everybody's achieved it, when that is not true at all. I still talk to organizations that are transferring from spreadsheets, right, to something right. that's more you know, like uh, maybe it's built for procurement or something specific to solve a problem. And so, you know, we're on this journey and, and a really good way to look at this is Gartner recently came out with CDO 4.0, which is Chief Digital Officer 4.0. Interestingly, they pegged digital transformation at CDO 3.0 and tagged that as being 2014, 2015. And here we are in 2019, right? And, uh, and we still haven't achieved digital transformation. People are on various journeys on that. You know, they're in different maturity models. There's a lot that needs to happen. I think part of the problem is that people look at digital transformation. They think about the digital part and not so much about the transformation. So they focus on the technology and not so much on some of the cultural issues that they have to deal with. And we are starting to deal with some very, very fast technology innovation. It's accelerating. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing people who are automating with RPA already. But what you're gonna see from that is autonomous systems, which require even less human intervention. So what, what impact does that have on people's jobs? Business leaders, IT leaders need to think about that. Where are these people gonna go? I'm not trying to spread doom and gloom because new jobs are gonna be created too. Right. What of it is, you know, it's kind of expected to be a bit painful. But this really forces everybody to think of what is coming down the pike. Clearly more AI, more machine learning, deep learning. We're already seeing these things, but what we're not seeing is really sophisticated use. I mean, we're not even seeing sophisticated use of analytics in a lot of situations. And if people are still using spreadsheets, wow. So uh, you talked a little bit about um, talking to some of the executives inside of some of these organizations that want to transition. And on occasion, you know, you'll come across uh, some that just think digital transformation means just jump to AI and, and just take what you already have and just jump into kind of sort of a robotics world that is super futuristic. 
Um, what are your, uh, I guess, is that is that the case between, you know, you're, you're talking to some uh, large Fortune 500 type companies as well as some venture capital backed companies. Um, do the VC backed kind of emerging companies seem to have a better take on what it takes? And I guess the second part of the question is, um, what are what is some of the advice that you're providing them um, if there's you know if they just don't get it or if they if they if they don't realize what it takes to get to that next phase if they're on those spreadsheets as you say. Okay, so well, so for the VC back companies, they have got to have their act together, their digital act together. The VCs are these are smart guys, you know, uh, they understand now what's happening. Uh, and they can tell when somebody doesn't have their act together. And a lot of them have success templates, basically. And if you're a portfolio company, you will follow that template to go to market. And there are certain things that you will have. Your team will have certain strengths. Your technology will be at a certain level. You're gonna have probably have an angel investment before you ever get venture capital investment. It's not like it was before, mm -hmm. you know. Right. So it's completely different. Right. So you, you be you have to be able to prove yourself first. You can't just go in with a good story. So yes. Yeah, so I mean, and of course, what the new companies have, what startup companies have that existing companies and more traditional companies don't have, is they don't have all the legacy. Well, what's legacy? Well, legacy isn't what's just come down the pike. So if you're in business for any amount of time, you're going to have legacy technology. So what are you going to do with that? and you gotta maximize the return on your assets and all of that, so there are a lot of moving parts. But you're really smart to, you have to kind of look in the long term with a grain of salt because we never know what's coming down the pike. Actually, I came across uh, an, a piece that you wrote um, a little while ago, uh, and this actually piqued my interest because I used to do PR way back when uh, for a company called Nuance. And at that time, speech recognition was big, voice was big, and uh, you wrote a piece uh, uh, around the latest advancements in AI, and particularly, um, particularly as it pertains to voice-based or AI voice-based assistants. And in that article, um, what I found interesting is that you mentioned that that many are not necessarily seeing the expected ROI. Um, when it comes to that specific type of technology. So I guess my question is, are there any insights that you can share on how these organizations can realize the expected ROI they have, not just from AI, but maybe in, in the case of voice? Um, because that, that I, I'm curious about that because that helps a lot of things accelerate. Sure. Well, so the first problem is, is that we as humans, expect voice to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And most of us have Alexa in our homes now, mm -hmm. and Alexa isn't perfect, as we well know. Right, right. So what we have is we have a bunch of problems with what about, uh, what about um, languages, different types of foreign languages. Right. I mean, right. obviously everyone is starting with English because it's so pervasive. But what about like, what about accents? What about dialects? What about all of these different things? And so speech recognition, speech understanding really isn't where it's going to be yet. It's not perfect, it's far from perfect. And it's funny because people are, are using these technologies in different ways. Some of them are using deterministically programmable systems. In other words, let's just say I have a chatbot 
basically I have a set of questions. You ask one of those questions and my bot will answer that question for you. Great. What happens when you ask a question that the bot isn't prepared to be? Then you go back and you right. program that right. in. It's great. The more sophisticated form of that, of course, is machine learning, where it's learning on its own and starting to perfect and, you know, with that. But you have to start small. You have to perfect. And again, even with different countries, with, uh, you know, the privacy laws and, you know, uh, their culture and whatnot, you have to be very careful about this. So I think that there's a huge oversimplification of the problem going on when it comes to voice when it's actually a very difficult problem to solve. So you need to set realistic expectations of users. Otherwise, they're just going to get fed up with it. What are they going to do? They're going to call the help desk instead. Um, what about regulations that uh, sometimes are, you know, in, in the healthcare space and financial space in particular, get in the way um, in, in terms of um, some of the software innovations and the pace at which they need to happen? Uh, do you see any evolution when it comes to uh, you know federal regulations and how they may need to kind of uh, evolve or, or accommodate some of the new generation needs that we have well sadly they're not technologists for the most part mm -hmm. right they're policymakers uh -huh. right and right. so they have to have experts explain to them what it is but they don't really have the background to understand necessarily what people are telling them mm -hmm. You know, they don't know what questions to ask necessarily, and they may not know whether the answers are credible or not. So it's it's a real problem. And anybody, even people that I've talked to that work for DARPA and stuff say, oh, man, you know, <laughs> there's a huge, huge, huge disconnect here. And, you know, we have to be careful with regulation because we can, you know, regulate ourselves to the point where we really are innovating a lot slower than yeah. other countries yeah. are. And it's our nation yeah. at risk yeah. by doing that on a number of different levels. But at the same time, we also have safety. This whole move fast and break things culture that we have is really unacceptable. You were talking about security, uh, you know, again, like ethical AI, these types of things. We need to be very concerned about these things mm -hmm. now and not minimize them. Uh, move fast and break things. That is not going to, that's not going to persist forever. Right. I mean, it's right. free, but it's not realistic. It's not going to last. That was super, super informative. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. And we look forward to having you back on the show. Um, this concludes our uh, episode of DTV for today. And if you're passionate about digital transformation and would like to come on our show, please don't hesitate to contact us or email us at DTV at infostretch.com. We would love to have you on. Thank you very much.